calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleep Wave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice. Hello and welcome back to Thanks for Coming In. I'm your host, Jillian Clare. If it's your first time tuning in, this is the uh, show where I talk to fellow actors and they tell me funny audition stories and things that they almost got, roles they almost got, films they were almost in. It's a great time. I hope you guys are doing good out there. Um, I personally am still reeling from that debate the other night. It's not even a debate. It was a screaming and interrupting match followed by something. I don't know. That was just a goddamn nightmare. <laughs> There's no good way of putting it. It was a nightmare. Um, but I did do something really cool on Tuesday. I did a conversation with um, my friend Jillian Shea Spader. She played Summer in the second film that I directed to the beat back to school. And we went live on my Instagram talking about um, what it's going to be like for her to vote for the first time. It's her first time voting. So we had a really fun conversation about voting and registering and what it means to vote and why she wants to vote and why it's important for us all to get our votes in and have our voices heard. If you want to watch that, that's on my Instagram right now at Jillian Claire. I encourage you if you if you are on the fence about voting, I encourage you to watch it. Today on the show, we have my friend Jessica Morris. You may know her best from her role in One Life to Live back in the day. Recently, she is the star of the new Lifetime movie, Pool Boy Nightmare, which is still airing on Lifetime. Y'all should tune into that. Jessica and I did a, a show called Ladies of the Lake together a few years ago. She's a gem, very, very sweet person, and it was a great joy to be able to talk to her. So here's that conversation. Welcome, Jessica. Oh, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. How you been during this uh, crazy time in life? You know, I'm still working hard, but just doing it comfortably from my home. <laughs> I to talk to you because I haven't, I haven't seen or talked to you in so long since Ladies of the Lake. I know it's been forever. Oh my gosh, I can't. 
it's it's weird now to be home for so long and then think about the times where you were on set and having fun or like at events promoting things and just how different life is at this point. Exactly. You look at like old photos or videos and, and how close everyone was standing to each other mm-hmm. or, you know, laughing in each other's faces. And all you can think about is COVID. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like, how many drinks have I shared with co-stars and <laughs> that just you could not do that now. Exactly. <laughs> just bad. <laughs> but also maybe just probably shouldn't do that in general. But, you know, I know. now I'm like, we were kind of gross before, you know. <laughs> We were a little too close. A little too close. A little too much intimacy there. Oh, that's the joy of filmmaking, though, yeah? True. Very true. (laughs) So what have you been working on at home? Anything exciting or or fun? Uh, Well, right now I'm finishing up um, two scripts um, that we're going to be shooting in Taiwan um, pretty pretty soon here. Wow. Um, Yeah, I guess it's, you know... It's pretty safe over. It's a little safer over there as far as the pandemic's going, and we got our work visas and everything set. So um, yeah, we just have to finish the scripts, and uh, I've been working tirelessly trying to um, get those finished. That's so exciting, Taiwan. Have you ever been there? I've never been there. No, it's going to be a totally new experience for me, and I'm a little nervous but excited at the same time. Yeah, that sounds like such a such a cool adventure to go on. Totally. Yeah. It's, ah, it's a long flight too. So. Oh my gosh. How fun. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, so you recently had a new movie on Lifetime, Pool Boy Nightmare. Tell me a little bit about that. Yes. So that was a very, um, entertaining little film about um, (laughs) (laughs) my character, Gail, um, is newly divorced and moves into this new house with her teenage daughter and um, there she meets um, this handsome younger pool boy. And uh, mm. yeah, they, he kind of seduces her and they have a little fling, but then she realizes, wait a minute, this is not a good idea. So um, he, it kind of meant more to him and he becomes a little obsessed and a little vengeful and to get back at her, um, tries to date her teenage daughter. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very twisted love triangle. And Jeez. yeah, so then um, basically it just all kind of gets out of hand after that. He just gets more and more unhinged and we have to try to get away from him. Good Lord. That <laughs> sounds like my nightmare. Mm-hmm. Like my actual nightmare. <laughs> like how awkward is that? You know, you and your daughter, like having, or you and your mom having the same I just, interest? I, I can't, I can't deal with that. Like that's too much for my brain to handle just disgusting but people love to watch it (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah it's just it's that it's that fun like lifetime revenge just something yeah it's like it doesn't take itself too seriously and Mm -hmm. it's you know it's easy to watch and it's the kind of movie that you just want to like talk back to the screen and be like what are you doing that's so stupid (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh you've done you've done several lifetime movies at this point is this the is this the wildest one you think or what do you think the wildest one was that you've done oh that's a good question um the wildest one you know I mean I've done something similar I guess to this one because I had an affair with a younger um student in the wrong teacher Mm. um so that was kind of similar um they're all they all kind of have a similar format it's kind Mm -hmm. of very lifetime-esque so um I can't really think of what the wildest is, or the, <laughs> but they're all pretty, 
they're, they're all pretty insane, to be honest. <laughs> is there is there a particular moment that was maybe the most like uncomfortable looking back? Oh, yeah. This one kind of makes my skin crawl a little bit. So in The Wrong Teacher, um, student, he obviously has mommy issues. Mm-hmm. And there was also a teacher who sort of took care of him um, when he was younger. And um, he fell in love with her and became obsessed with her. And um, I think did something to her. I can't remember. But he it was, he's so sort of mentally ill that at the end of the movie, he looks at me and he thinks that I'm her. And she, oh. I, I knew that she had a Southern accent. So I had to do this whole um, part where I, I was pretending to be her. And I'm like, hi. I'm Mrs. I can't even remember her name, but I had to do like a silly like Southern accent and pretend like I was the teacher. <laughs> when I played it and when I watch it, everything about it, when I think about it, it just makes me feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's just, that's, that's the type of thing that makes your skin crawl as an actor. Yes, exactly. Oh God. Okay. Um, So take me back. I mean, it's so funny. I've known you for so long, but I feel like I don't know your origin story. What, what got you into acting? What was that thing that made you say, I want to be a crazy person and do this awesome job that I don't know if it's going to (laughs) work. Exactly. You have to be a little nuts to kind of jump into it, right? Exactly. You have to. I mean, every artist I think is a little insane, but that's just how we are. Exactly. You got started very young though, right? How old were you when you started? Yeah, I was, well, I started like singing at like four or five and then I I started acting at like eight. Wow. Yeah. I I feel like I might've been too shy, but maybe not. I don't know because I was very shy growing up and then I started doing plays and like junior high age. Mm -hmm. And um, people were very surprised, and I was even surprised myself, because when I was playing a different character, and I had the lines memorized and everything, and I was up on that stage, I had this confidence that I'd never had before. And there was something about Mm. expressing myself through a character that felt very freeing for me. Um, So that immediately was something that just kind of became second nature and felt right to me. Mm. Like My first professional job was um, when I went to Japan at 16, um, to work with a modeling agency there. And Whoa, you went to Japan at 16? Yeah, that was another sort of, um, I guess, impulsive, like, yes, I'm ready. Let's do this. I had never even been out of the state by myself. And I went completely wow. by myself. <laughs> you know? what, I mean, what did your parents think? Was that like a huge thing in your family? Yeah, I mean, I feel like they they know me and they, they know that they can never talk me out of something that I want to do. so it's they don't they've never really tried honestly they just it's better just to agree with you and and let it go yeah I mean I know that they were really worried about me and especially Mm -hmm. when I first got there I had major culture shock because I hadn't been anywhere like that and I was completely alone and I I didn't know where where to find my apartment and Mm -hmm. because the agency had set us up in little apartments and I started, I started flipping out. I told my mom, like, you need to come get me right now. Oh, <laughs> like, I can't come all the way to Japan to get you right now. And um, I guess she like prayed a lot and everything. And then all of a sudden it just kind of like the stress lifted and the fear lifted. And I just like started really having a great time. And um, while I was there, um, I did my first professional acting job, which was a commercial for this like some kind of cheese cracker. And it was with this Japanese comedian guy. And when I was on that, I mean, I hated modeling. I, I really despised it. Once I really got into it and was working there, I realized yeah. I didn't really like it. But mm. um, when I was on the, the set of the commercial, I had so much fun and I was completely in my element. And 
right then and there, I was just like, this is for me. Wow. What what was the commercial? Because when I think of Japanese commercials, I think of like friends and Joey with the blue lipstick. (laughs) I mean, I remember it being really silly. I don't, it was some kind of cheese cracker. And I remember I was like, we were sitting on a couch and at first you like couldn't see us and (laughs) saying things like, Ooh, so, so creamy. So, (laughs) so, you know, saying like things that could be construed a different way. I was like, so good, you know, and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden it comes to us like eating the crackers. (laughs) Oh, that's great. (laughs) Oh, I love that so much. Oh, wow. Okay. So what's after Japan? You, you do Japan, you do this commercial, and then do you come back to the States and immediately start acting and say goodbye to modeling? Yeah. So I came back to, you know, obviously, because this was during the summer, I had to come back to, you know, go back to school. Mm-hmm. So I finished school. And then I kind of like did a little bit of like college and a little bit of trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And um, I felt a little bit lost for a minute, but it was kind of like my friends finally sat me down and they're like, acting is the only thing you've ever loved doing. So like, why aren't you in LA? Why aren't you in New York? Like, what are you doing? You know? And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? That's a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so basically I just like packed up my car and like drove from Florida to California and never looked back. Jeez Louise, you drove from Florida to California. Yeah. Oh man. How long did that take you? Uh, it took me, like, I stopped at places, you know, and, and stayed in hotels and everything. So, like, maybe four or five days. Yeah. I did, a, I did a cross-country trip a few years ago with my best friend from L.A. to Connecticut, and I think it took us four days, but, yeah. like, a long four days. That That's a long trip. It's a very long trip, yeah. My brother actually drove. Uh, well, we, we switched off, but my brother came with me. Took me oh, that's nice. Yeah. And uh, Dri- Driving that alone would be scary. Yeah, and I got really scared actually when he drove us when we drove right into California. And I remember thinking it was so beautiful out here the minute mm-hmm. I saw it. Like I just because Florida's so flat and everything was just, you know, the houses up on the hills, like seeing the lights from the houses, I just thought was so breathtaking. Mm-hmm. And, um, but the traffic was, <laughs> was so, people were driving so aggressively. I turned <laughs> to my brother and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to drive here. Like, I can't do this. Now, so funny. Now I'm like, I'm a crazy driver myself. Like people want to get out of the car when I'm driving. I'm like, but I never get in accidents. Relax. You're fine. And I'm like, yeah, like you're, you're chill. It's cool. <laughs> I don't, I, for me, I grew up, you know, in California. So for me, I learned how to drive in Los Angeles. So I don't really understand when people are like, it's crazy. Like I do see the craziness of it now because I've, I live more out in like the suburbs type of area at this point. But, um, when I was first learning to drive, I was just like, Oh, everyone's just insane. This is what you do. Yeah. Now when I drive in Florida, it, it just like, it irks me because people drive so slowly, (laughs) but they're so nice too. If you put your blinker on, they slow completely down and they're like, come on over, you know, (laughs) Okay, thanks. And you're like, I was trying to cut you off. Like, come on, let me have this. Like, get out of my way. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. 
Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. So what happens when you get to L.A.? You're here, and do you immediately have an agent? Do you have friends out here? What happens? So the only contact I had was um, my one of my cousin's roommate, or one of my cousin's uh, best friends from high school, um, she lived in a building where she knew that one of her neighbors needed a roommate. Mm. So I basically became that girl's roommate. I had reached out to her, you know, previous, before I came out. And Mm -hmm. so, and then basically I had like my list of things I wanted to do. I, I needed to get into class, get headshots and look for an agent. And so I basically just did all those things, you know, I, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I got an agent within maybe a month. So I was kind of lucky with that. And yeah, that's great. Back in that time, it was just like, uh, you know, hard copy submission because nothing was really online. Black and white photos. And there was a black and white photo. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love the good old black and white headshots. I think we need to go back to that. Those were better. Yeah, everyone looks good in black and white. Exactly. You can totally fool people much easier. <laughs> <laughs> So you you have an apartment now, and then how long before your first like big break out here, or you know big break as in like your first national commercial, your first yeah. co star, guest star? I think my first job was a horror film, and um, that I played the lead of, and I don't even want to tell you the name of it. I mean, it's <laughs> so bad, but <laughs> but that was my first job, probably within like six to eight months. I might have booked wow. some kind of you know, a little commercial, but I, that was my first like kind of film job. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, I was pretty excited about it. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's pretty quick, but I bombed so many auditions because my agent that I got, which I mean, at the time, because I think I was, you know, the, the age that I, that I was, I was maybe 19. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, there were a ton of opportunities for me at that time. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was auditioning for, um, Gilmore girls. I auditioned for, for that, the daughter character, she's a little bit younger than me, but like mm. I was auditioning for younger than my age at the time because I looked a little bit younger. Um, I auditioned for like Dawson's Creek and like, you know, I, I oh, fun. Like, she was getting me some great opportunities, but I was very green. You know, I had no clue yeah. what I was doing. Um, like for the um, Gilmore Girls, for instance, you know how they talk very quickly? Oh yeah, so quick. That show? Yeah, it's like very wordy and very quick. So I completely in the middle of the audition just got tongue twisted. Mm. You know, now after the experience I have, if that had happened today, I would have said, I'm going to do that again. <laughs> you know, and right. I would have like taken a Pause, breath. Let me do this again. Done it again. But back then when I was like so new and so nervous, um, I just kind of uh, freaked out and then picked up where I left off and then just left and cried. Oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so sad. I know. Oh no. Um, so you do this horror film and then how long until One Life to Live? When did that kind of pop up into your life? That was about like a year and a half after I'd been out in LA. Okay. 
So pretty early on. Yeah. Especially, I mean, that. how long were you on that show? You were on that for a, a while. Close to five years. Yeah. Wow. So that was, that was kind of insane for me because I loved LA immediately. And mm. then I was so happy to, to book, you know, One Life to Live, but they were like, okay, now you have to move to New York for five mm. years. So I wasn't quite ready for that, but I welcome the opportunity for sure. How was New York? I've, I, I love going to New York. I don't think I could live there because I just don't think I'd ever sleep. Yeah. And I, I don't know that I'd enjoy the actual living there part. I like to visit, but I don't think I would enjoy it. Yeah, I think that's smart. I mean, if you're going to live there, I think, you know, one to two years max. Yeah. I, I had the most fun. of. I was like around 21, you know, 2021 when I moved there. So, you know, with a decent job and like so much, so many amazing restaurants and bars close at four. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just, it was, you know, inviting me in to have the time of my life and spend all the money that I made, you know? <laughs> in the pocket, out the pocket. <laughs> but I, I did have like some of the highlights of my life. Like it, it was a blast. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a perfect age to, to be in a city like that. But after a couple years there, I was, I was definitely like, okay, I want to go back to LA, you know, mm. just LA is more my speed. It, it was, New York's a little too big city for me. Yeah. It's just, it's always moving. And I think that's what I'd have a problem with. Like, I want to sit down for a moment. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, people say that New York has this energy about it and it does. Like when you first mm-hmm. go there or when you first move there, you feel it. It's just like in the air. I don't know. There's just this crazy electricity, but been there for a long time it's almost like that energy like start it's it starts sucking the energy out of you it feels yeah it's really bizarre but that's how it feels wow so you after one life to live you're on that for five years you moved back to LA then I moved back to LA yeah I was so happy to come back and then what did you just was it just back to like auditioning and films and tv and all that stuff Exactly. Yeah. Like right before I was, right before I left New York, I, they, I was supposed to test for this, um, this show, what was it called? Reunion. It was called, Hmm. um, I can't remember what network it was on, but I actually was not able to, and I wasn't really working every day on the soap, but I was not able, they didn't allow me to come screen test. (laughs) I know. So I was kind of bummed about that because it's that whole thing of, they want, you know, people want you more if you already are working. Yep. So when I was on the show, I was getting these great opportunities to test for these amazing, you know, primetime shows. But then, um, you know, and that one was looking good for me, but I wasn't able to actually follow through on it. So, and then once I was off the show, I feel like it wasn't really the same situation. Like I was the same actress, but because I wasn't on a show currently. Yeah it became a little tougher again. It was, it felt like kind of starting all over again in a way. It, yeah. I feel like once you've been on something for a while and then you're trying to get your footing again, it just feels like you have to start your career over almost. Yeah, it really does. Like reinvent yourself and just start from scratch. But Hey, you've, you've certainly done that. <laughs> I do my best. You've done that. I mean, you're constantly working. It's so, every time I go on Facebook, I swear you're posting like another photo of like a new set. I'm like, how is she always working? This is amazing. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I try to keep busy and I mean, some of it's image too. Like, you know, people are, people say that you're always working and it's like, well, you know, when I'm not working, I might post about, you know, from an, an old photo or I might post about, right. you know, yeah, I just, I try to 
I guess, put out positive manifestations. It's smart. It's very smart. Because I every time I go on like social media, I'm like, dang, this girl just works all the time. I'm so jealous. <laughs> no. I, mean, I guess it can be annoying sometimes to certain people. But you know, it's also I think it does help because whenever I, you know, use social media as a platform for work, um, it I do see results. I see, yeah. I see offers and things come in. So. And I think I think you uh, have a similar kind of social media image as I do, right? I really only post like work stuff on my my social media. I try to keep most of my real life stuff out of it. Yeah, like every so often I'll throw in a picture of a friend or mm-hmm. a family member or a boyfriend just to show like, hey, I'm I'm a regular I'm a person. <laughs> I'm actually a human being, but yeah. Aside from that, it's mainly work. It's smart. I I don't I I've never been able to be the person who's like goes on Instagram and tells their life story. I've never even done an Instagram live before. I'm so intimidated by Instagram live. I can't do it. I just don't know what to do. It's like these kids sit there and they like do their makeup on it. And I'm like, what? But what? Like, why? Like, I don't think anyone wants to see me do that. (laughs) No, nobody wants to see this. (laughs) I had to pause and interject into this interview a little bit because I now have done an Instagram live and it was so much fun. However, I was with another person and we were talking politics. So it felt a lot better than just doing nothing. And I still don't think I could do that. Continue. (laughs) This is why I do a podcast. Nobody has to see my face. Oh, but you have a beautiful face. Thank you. But I get to sit here without makeup on in my like huge sweater and not care about anything, which is great. Okay. So now, um, now that we've gotten basically to the, to the time of your career now, um, the whole point of the show is sharing a either embarrassing audition or a role that you really wanted that you didn't get or just something funny that happened. Um, do you ha- do you have a story that you'd like to share with us? Um, sure. Yeah, I do have one. I was actually just thinking about it the other day before I knew I was going to do your podcast mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I, I really love Jessica Chastain. As an, she's a brilliant beautiful actress and so good work so much and she deserves everything that she has but there was one role that it was was between me and her before right before she blew up it was like it was a movie called Jolene oh my god yes you know what I'm talking about yes yes I got to the final final callback on that um they wanted a redhead so maybe even if I feel like I kind of blew that last audition but even if I had nailed it I feel like and my hair was more strawberry blonde at the time, you know, but they, and they could have dyed it more red, but you know, I feel like she was just, it was her life path and it was her role. Mm-hmm. It was just meant for her to begin with. But, um, but yeah, it was a mate. That's an amazing role to play. You know, it's basically spans over like a 10 year period of this girl, girl's life. Um, and all the crazy things that she goes through and different mm. relationships she has and ways that she has to survive Mm-hmm. And I was so happy to even get that close. I remember seeing her in the waiting room. It was me and her, and she had her head, her, you know, headphones in, and she was so mm-hmm. focused. And I think I kind of, and I had gotten coaching, and I worked so hard. And yeah, when I went in there, though, I just I think something kind of I got checked out emotionally because I got because the nerves got to me or something, you know. Yeah. But I mean, it happens to the best of us, you know, but yeah, but she is, she's such a good actress. So I'm, I wouldn't have wanted to lose out, you know, out of a role by anyone else, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I mean, losing to Jessica Chastain is, is great. I'm actually honored to lose the role to Jessica Chastain, you know? Yeah. It definitely is like, 
you know, losing to somebody that big. I, Patrika Darbo was on the show a while ago and we had talked about hers and she had lost out on a role to Kathy Bates. And I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> it's Kathy Bates. Like these are huge actors to even be like in the same room as them. You know that you're doing something correct. Exactly. I mean, I think the fact that I was even, you know, it was to that point where I was, you know, and this was before she got huge and everything, but mm-hmm. still, um, I guess I'm just happy about that. I mean, of course, I think, what if I had gotten the role? You know, what if I had had her career? But you can't think like that, you know? I, no, it'll drive you insane. Exactly. Because, you know, I think things do happen the way they're supposed to. You're in, you know, everyone is where they're supposed to be in this moment. Yeah. Learn what they need to learn and everything. So. Wow. That's, that's a wild one. How long was that audition process? Was that one of those that's like a super, super long one? I don't really remember, to be honest, but I remember it was over the span of like maybe a few weeks because mm. I've been working with the coach for definitely over a week on it. Like I had a couple sessions with him, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> fun stuff. Don't you just love it? It is fun. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for um, coming on the show and talking with me today. I'm excited to to see your adventures in Taiwan. Thanks. Yeah, it was so nice talking to you. We'll have to stay in touch. Yes. Um, and where can people find you on social media? So on Instagram, I'm JessicaMorris01. And Twitter, which I don't really use that often, is um, at Jessica A. Morris. And then Facebook, I'm just Jessica Morris. Jessica A. Morris? What's your middle name? Anne. Oh, that's a sweet name. Thanks. What's your middle name? Well, my middle name's Claire. My real last cool. name is something different. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, my my uh my parents like changed my name when I was small so that people couldn't find me. <laughs> it was like it was a whole thing. They were gonna do the three name thing, and then they were like, "But like for privacy and safety precautions, oh, maybe we should get rid of her yeah. real last name." That's smart, since you know you were into acting so young and everything too. You know, you yeah, out for the stuff. Yep, yep. Well, thank you again so much. Um, I am excited to see your adventures and Pool Boy Nightmare. Is that still airing on Lifetime now? Yeah, they're still doing some some um, you know time slots. I'm not sure exactly when now, but they probably will show it again. Well, everybody, tune into Lifetime, watch Jessica, and we will see you again soon. Thanks. Have a great day. Thanks again to Jessica for coming on the show and spending some time with me. Next week, we have Marie Wilson, another former Ladies of the Lake star. You also may know her from Days of Our Lives or As the World Turns. She's been in a whole lot of stuff. She's a gem. My favorite Canadian on this planet. Can't wait to talk to her. Make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you're listening to it right now. I don't know if that's on Apple or Stitcher or spotify or amazon or whatever else is out there but subscribe you can also follow us on social media those links are in the show notes please tell your friends tell your family and tell big bird because i love him and as always thanks for coming in hi i'm alexis ohanian you may know me as one of the co-founders of reddit But more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my two wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I'm hoping to open up the conversation about balancing careers and family. The one thing I constantly hear successful people say, without fail, is that they wish they'd spent more time with their kids. That's time no one can get back. So I decided to create Business Dad to engage in the conversation about how we're spending our time now 
providing a forum for successful dads to share their joys and challenges of being a working parent. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier. And while this podcast will talk about business and will definitely be featuring dads, I think everyone can learn something from these incredible conversations as we unpack the expectations we all have about careers, relationships, and ourselves. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you.